Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Academia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And today we have another familiar voice on, whose voice you may recognize from our previous roundtable discussion about farmed versus wild, or should I say farmed and wild seafood. Uh, her name is Linda Cornish, and she's the president of Seafood Nutrition Partnership. And Maddie, you were the one that put this one together. You... Uh, you made this episode happen for us. Yeah, Linda and Seafood Nutrition Partnership were kind enough to reach out to our company, Global Aquaculture Alliance, to see if we would take part in a campaign that SNP is working on called Eat Seafood America. And we're a part of it, and we're really excited to have Linda on the show because she has so much valuable insight to provide to everyone. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about how seafood needs this kind of unified voice to market seafood as a product as a whole and not just individual um, species or products. And so Seafood Nutrition Partnership has really done a great job of kind of being that voice in a way of just getting the word out to mostly uh, Americans about just eating more seafood. And they're doing a really good job. And the work that they've done is really, really good. So we were happy to talk to her and have her on. And we're especially happy because Linda is a subscriber of Aquademia, and she was very proud of that to talk to us. She's one of you guys. She's one of the listeners, and so um, <laughs> I'm sure you'll all be able to relate to her very well. And we have a couple calls to action for you guys here. We have some things that we need our listeners to do for us and to, to help support, and it's really easy. You can do it from home. You literally just do what you do, but take pictures and share some hashtags and things like that. So make sure you listen all the way through the episode so you know what you need to do and what what we need our Aquademia army to come together and uh, and work on. So I hope you enjoy the episode. I think you just created a new tag for our, our Aquademia, our, uh, host the Aquademia army. The, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so enjoy this episode. It's cool. It, you know, we talk a lot about marketing. Marketing is what they do. They're not producers. They're not, um, you know, buyers or sellers. They are a marketing nonprofit that really is aimed at getting people to eat more seafood. So enjoy it. Check out their websites. It's all in the show notes, and we'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. So we're sitting down with Linda Cornish from Seafood Nutrition Partnership. How's it going, Linda? Thanks for joining us. Great. Thanks for having me today. We want to get right into it. We, I want to talk about what is Seafood Nutrition Partnership? What is your role there? What do you do? What What does the organization do? And what's the main goal? And then we're going to get into some kind of more specific campaigns that you're doing now. But overall, what, what is the, the main purpose of Seafood Nutrition Partnership? Yeah, great. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. I'm a president for Seafood Nutrition Partnership. We are a 501c3 charitable nonprofit. And we've been around for about seven years. Uh, our goal has been to help Americans get healthier through seafood nutrition. And so our main work has been conducting public health campaigns through uh, different markets around the U.S., helping Americans understand the benefits of eating seafood for better health. And uh, that's been um, something that's been very rewarding, seeing people uh, eat healthier and uh, try to eat seafood more often. And so um, we uh, have a number of educational resources on our website at seafoodnutrition.org. 
our um, outreach has been focused a lot on um, health and nutrition influencers. And so that looks like uh, the registered dietitian. There's about 100,000 dietitians in this country, and they work in retail, restaurants, workplace wellness. And so um, when we first started, I think there just uh, wasn't a lot of information to help them get deeper you know, into seafood. Because, you know, as you all know, there's so much to know about seafood. And so we've been um, working with them so that they can help their customers and clients know more about seafood. So um, all in all, we've just um, been generating billions of impressions to help Americans understand the importance of including seafood at least twice a week into their diets. And, you know, we all know that only about 10 to 20 percent of Americans follow the dietary guidelines to eat seafood twice a week. So we're uh, working away, and since we've started, consumption has gone up about two pounds per person. So it's been on that's a, pretty significant upward trend. Yeah, I would yeah say so. it, it went when we started. It was like fourteen point three pounds per person, and now it's sixteen point one. Wow! And, uh, so you know, it's um, <laughs> it's moving in the right direction, and so you know, I, I think uh, education by everyone, you know, uh, in the industry is is working. And uh, we're, we're just happy to be a resource for anyone that wants to just learn more about seafood for human health. And, um, and I just want to mention that we have a scientific and nutrition advisory council made up of experts. And so uh, they form our science-based um, and evidence-based recommendations that we use in our infographics and resources on our website. Yeah, I was going to ask about where you get that more nitty-gritty information from. So what is that process like? Because you guys have so much, just like a wealth of information on your website. And so what does the process look like of this board kind of overseeing the information that SNP puts out? Yeah, great question. So we do have a board of directors and uh, they oversee the governance of how we run. And the scientific council uh, provides us the um, scientific background for all the resources that we create. And so, uh, for example, some of the scientific council members include uh, Dr. Tom Brenna. He sat on the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee in 2015. And so that's the dietary guidelines that comes out every five years. And so he was an instrumental in um, really advising on seafood for that version. And so um, we really start with uh, the needs of the um, health and influencers and what they need to communicate. And so um, there's been a number of requests to understand how seafood affects heart disease, you know, diabetes, you know, what can we do to uh, improve our brain health um, and also um, just eye health and overall wellness. And so we start with a question and um, then we put the question out to our scientific council to really help us understand the evidence that's out there. And just so everyone knows, the area for seafood for human health and omega-3s has been one of the most studied areas in science uh, since the 1970s. There's been over 40,000 studies on the benefits of eating uh, seafood and omega-3s for our health. And, and you've read them all, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what I love to do at that time is to curl up with some good seafood <laughs> studies. Curl up with a nice science journal. And <laughs> So, yeah. And, and so um, don't we all, <laughs> but it, you know, it's been, um, it, it's a really a, an ongoing process where, you know, we, we like to see which 
um, resource resonates better. Like for example, there's one on just a one page infographic on how much omega-3s are in fish by different species. And that's been really popular on our website. And so people want to know, you know, does it have more than a thousand milligrams for serving or, you know, also, you know, what, what it has. And so really what we're uh, trying to just help people understand is, you know, eat some fish a couple times a week, make sure that's as part of your diet. If you can eat more, that's great, but at least try to get to the twice a week. Well, and I think studying the website traffic and finding out which areas people are interested in when they visit your site speaks volumes to, you know, how we can target, you know, as a seafood industry, which areas we should be focusing on, because that's what the audience is interested in to boost that consumption rate. Mm -hmm. So if it is that, that buzzword of, omega-3 fatty acids, then how are we creatively coming up with materials that speaks to the consumers and how they are looking for seafood to purchase? Yeah, that, that's right. And I think right now with the um, you know, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the um, interest in healthy and being healthy has increased in traffic. And yeah. so the keywords now that people are searching are staying healthy, eating healthy, immune boosting, because uh, I think... Um, you know, it it's, seems like, uh, you know, as we're reading um, more about those that are affected by COVID-19, you know, the, those that are, um, have a chronic disease condition like heart disease or diabetes, you know, are affected yeah. more. And so I, I think you're seeing a trend that people for the first time don't think that the word healthy is a bad word and that, you know, they're, they're trying a bit harder to figure out how to eat healthy and uh, stay healthy. And hopefully it's, it's not a short-term trend. Hopefully, you know, this will become something that will become part of our habit going forward. So how, I mean, we don't want to dwell on COVID-19 too much because it's not, obviously that's not what our podcast is is focused on, but how has that affected the work that you guys are doing and, and what kind of changes have you seen in result to the consumers that you are targeting? Well, I think for, um, for us with COVID-19, um, when that started to erupt in terms of the realization of how much it's impacting everybody in our country, from an organizational standpoint, like all fundraising came to a halt for our nonprofit because mm. you know, it was just um, a time where everybody was trying to figure out how to make sure their organizations are going to be sustained through this and still are. And so, um, you know, at that time, we were conducting a little seafoodies campaign, which is a digital campaign targeting moms to help their kids eat more seafood. And, um, you know, that was trying to encourage moms to go to retail to, you know, buy more seafood. And we saw that we had to stop the campaign right away because uh, everyone was rushing to retail with their panic buying. And so yeah. that halted, uh, you know, really any realistic uh, traction that we could measure. And you don't want to just push people to recklessly run to the grocery stores. Yeah. Uh, you know, people now when people grocery shop, they're doing it in a very calculated fashion. So yeah, um, exactly. You know, you to, if you if you, even if you were to keep up that campaign, you would probably need to d take a sharp right turn with it to change it up a little bit. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to stop that campaign, and and then we thought, well, we saw that this was having a tremendous impact in the seafood industry and in our seafood community. And uh, so we had to pivot very quickly and figure out what can we do as a nonprofit to help in this situation. And th so that came uh, and produced the Eat Seafood America campaign, 
And, uh, you know, we thought, what's a better way to help Americans realize now that eating seafood can be healthy for them and also help our seafood community affected by this you know, pandemic economically to help them find new customers and build that connection. And so, uh, yeah, that, that was a rapid response from, from us to try and figure out something. And we're, we're really happy that, you know, really it seems like a broad swath of the industry has come on board. About 32 organizations, including Global Aquaculture Alliance, has joined the sea. I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, thank you guys for joining. Uh, So yeah, about 32 organizations have joined the Seafood for Health Action Coalition. And it's really a way for us to get this message out through each of our networks and uh, build some visibility to the important work that everyone's doing along every part of the supply chain. Uh, We all need to be in this together. And so um, it was just a way to provide a unifying message to, to get all of us together to to encourage consumers to eat more seafood. I would just like to give you a major props for bringing this campaign together so quickly and being able to pivot so well. And I think what strikes me the most about the Eat Seafood America campaign so far is like what you were saying is that it's so many different organizations from across the industry that seem completely unrelated but are coming together for this campaign. And I think that it's a great way to approach this because this is really how we should be approaching every issue that faces the seafood industry, not just COVID-19. Like This is how we need to be looking at longstanding issues that have been affecting the industry for years. And the tendency of the seafood industry to kind of operate in a vacuum. And I think that it's just super inspiring to see what has happened so far through the campaign. So would you mind talking a little bit about now Now we're a few weeks into the campaign, right? It started in early April? Correct. Uh, we launched April 6th. So it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So what's happened so far in the campaign? And have you seen any results coming in yet? Or could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, we have results from the first two weeks of the campaign. And there's been about a thousand social posts been put out there. And that's generated 5.5 million impressions for um, this campaign. And so it's it's been uh, interesting to see the different ways people are using the hashtag Eat Seafood America. Uh, I think, um, you know, from the different coalition members, you know, they, they are supporting their respective members and showing what they're doing to provide healthy, sustainable, and responsible seafood. This is a time where we can get closer to our, the consumers. And so it's a great way to tell our story in a consumer-friendly way. So that's been one way. And then I've seen uh, a lot of local fishermen, oyster men and women, showcasing what they're doing um, to grow healthy seafood. And then there's also just, um, I think, this is growing beyond the seafood industry and uh, with funding and we're, we're securing funding to try and boost this and public relations and digital ads. Um, but, you know, right now what we're seeing is the other day, the Philippine embassy tweeted out, you know, see, eat seafood America and just help restaurants in the U S you know, to uh, try and uh, eat, eat more seafood. A winery used it to, to really, uh, uh, try and connect seafood and, and wine and how you can bring yourself yeah. to a great experience, even if you're at home. 
And so uh, it's just, I think it's just growing in a nice viral way that um, it's nice. You, you don't, you know, you hope it would happen in most campaigns, but you know, it, it it's just uh, sometimes there's that little bit of luck, magic, right timing, yeah. try and, you know, mm-hmm. get something that, uh, that resonates with people. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from a marketing perspective myself, 5.5 million impressions in three weeks. That is enormous. That's amazing. Yeah. And you can never, I mean, you use almost the viral t- tag. You can never, everyone wants something to go viral or become, a, have big impact, but you can do your best to, to plan for that. But it's, it's just the stars aligning, the the timing, the you things that you, you, that you, you can't plan yeah. for it. You can't you bank can't, on yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> no, you can. And, and uh, I think, you know, I think about the learnings from this is, you know, when we start a campaign, we create the campaign brief. We need to get approval, get everybody on board at the same time. We plan to plan. And I think we, you know, make sure it's perfect. And, and uh, sometimes, I don't know, you've got to just rely on your experience from what you've done the last several years and just bring it all together and, and uh, throw it out there, <laughs> I guess, you know. <laughs> hope for the best. Yeah, and hope for the best. Um, but I think it's a clear message. I, you know, we really wanted to just make sure that it was a clear, simple message, something that in this time, people want something that they can do and also be helpful. And so it's a clear mm. message to eat seafood buy seafood, repeat. And by the way, you're going to help save the 2 million U.S. jobs in the seafood industry. And so, and that doesn't include those that are in the restaurant world too, that are really feeling um, this economically. And so by ordering from a restaurant, you're, you're helping, you know, your local restaurant, that chef, that delivery person. And so I think it's, you know, there's ripple effects by us being active, uh, you know, in the economic engine. Well, a lot of people, you know, they constantly, even before this all happens, would harp on buy local, eat local, support your local businesses, while at the same time going in and buying frozen imported fish from overseas because it's cheaper and all that. And for the local producers and the local restaurants and the local businesses that are part of this system, this is their time. I mean, now is the the best time to do it because not only is it a good choice, people might feel safer buying local, but they also will probably have a better chance of getting <laughs> getting that faster, right? I mean, if you order food or you order fish from a local fishmonger or a local fisherman, that's going to be a lot easier to get than something that could potentially be coming from overseas. So now is the time for those people to really step up and walk the walk instead of just talking the talk. And hopefully it, we can help that local, those locals, local economies maintain and, and survive this. That's a, a scary unknown for a lot, of, a lot of local businesses. Yeah, now is the time to tell our story. Now is the time where I think, uh, you know, there's been this farm to table movement and uh, there's you know this idyllic vision of the farmer on the ranch. Now is the time to talk about the ocean to table movement, and you know make sure that consumers understand uh, that picture of you know the fishermen out there on the water or the water farmer. I think uh, something to think about you know in our supply chain is that we have thousands and thousands of seafood companies, fishermen farmer, water farmers, and um, 
They are on uh, the U.S. waters, which is the best managed fisheries in the world, bar none. And uh, I think as we're all thinking about, you know, health and safety and, and clean, you know, food and, and food safety, you know, I think seafood is something that we need to encourage people to, to look towards. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's our time to show the story of, you know, the, the ocean to table and, and give people that image that they have right here in this country. So I love this quote. I think it was a wicked tuna uh, fisherman that said, you know, in America, local is from the U.S., you know, and so, you know, if you can just um, go to your market, um, order directly from your fishermen, I mean, you know, you've got great seafood right here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it's it works. My wife went to, we both went to University of Rhode Island and I actually studied aquaculture fishery tech there. And someone who was a couple years younger than me that my wife knew really well was in the same program. And he has an oyster farm with with a buddy of his and they were doing like drive-by oyster pickups uh, in Portsmouth. And uh, they, they sold out in like half a day. Wow. They just they just put online, hey, like we're, we're going to be on the sidewalk outside this restaurant that they normally sell their oysters at. And they're like, we got just wheelbarrows full of oysters on ice. Come by and grab what you want. And it like didn't last a full day. And it was local. For, I mean, I think they're grown in either Mass or New Hampshire or maybe Maine. They might be up in Maine, actually. But, you know, it works. It, people still want to to get the good food that they enjoy. And, and like we said, now is the time for them, for those companies to jump on that because people will do it. Yeah. And I'm kind of bummed that we didn't drive over to Portsmouth to go get some fresh oysters. You still can after <laughs> each week. Yeah, I think, um, you know, with with the um, immediate impacts to uh, retail and restaurants, there's been a lot of changes to consumer purchasing habits. Mm-hmm. And so, definitely, you know, I, I think, the first wave was with all the panic buying at retail. I know I started to look at different ways of buying food, you know, and signing up for, uh, you know, different, you know, local vegetable farm delivery. Um, one of our local seafood distributors here started pivoting from wholesale to direct to consumer. And so wow. first time, I, you know, I, I have access to different types of fish, not normally found in this grocery store, you know, like at oysters, I had haddock, you know, it's like, I don't usually see that in restaurants. And so I think, yeah. um, it's just opening up different opportunities, I think, to uh, try different seafood. Yeah, and the question is how much of that will will continue on after life gets back to some type of normalcy? I mean, we can only hope that people are going to create habits that include more seafood and more diverse seafood choices that will continue when they get back into their quote-unquote normal lives. We spoke with Jennifer Bushman right in the beginning. I don't know if you heard that episode. Yes. Um, Where she, you know, it was right in the beginning of this when, when we all started working from home, like the second week we were home, I think, and she was talking about pandemic pantry. And she was saying that there were increases uh, of seafood sales, frozen seafood sales up to 70% increase, which is mind boggling. And I I just, I'm really hoping that these habits kind of sink into people and they, you know, it, it, you would never wish for this to go on any longer than it is, but if it goes on for a long time, a potential benefit of it is that people will have more time to build these habits of diversifying their diet because they're kind of forced to trying new things and continuing to buy seafood and more importantly, local seafood. So I'm 
but doing it for the right reasons. Like they're looking for the seafood because of what it has to offer in the in the in the benefits. Right. And I think that's where, and we won't know how this will affect when all this is over, and what the numbers will look like. I mean. Part of me wants to compare it to the New Year's resolution of everyone wants to get in shape, so they all rush to the gym yeah, for the first months of true. January. Hopefully not. And then it, but you know, there's still a, a certain percent, there's probably studies on this, a certain percent that have stuck to it. And I wonder if that will be very similar with, you know, we're seeing this increase in, in consumption of seafood. If uh, even when this is over, there'll still be a good percent that, that stays that stays with it. Yeah. And that's the hard part. I mean, we we do many of a lot of episodes and we talk about well, why is consumption so low? And it's that how did you grow up? You know, if you didn't eat seafood growing up, you're less likely when you grow up and have a family to integrate it into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's trying to break break that barrier. And it's a very tough one to break. I think, and, uh, you know, I agree with Jennifer. I, I think uh, the pandemic pantry, I mean, it includes our frozen uh, seafood and canned and, and definitely buying local and uh, I think uh, it's a way for consumers to know that, you know, fresh is just as, you know, frozen is just as good as fresh. And you can- That, that comes up a lot on the show as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Ready yeah. when you yeah. are. And especially for folks that, you know, live in middle America, you know, they, they might not, not be on a coast. Frozen seafood is definitely a good option for them. And a lot of them, uh, you know, the, a lot of our work has been in the middle of the country and- it was surprising for them, them to know that a lot of seafood is, you know, flash frozen at sea and uh, they yep. can have it ready when they are. And, and so I think, uh, you know, it's it's um, definitely going to be a good habit for people to build to make sure they have frozen seafood, whether it's, um, you know, just frozen fillets or value added, uh, you know, it's ready when they are so they can take that stress off. So yeah, I think I think uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see you know how we come out of this and what percentage of people keep this habit. Even if we had you know ten percent of people keep these habits, that's huge for us. Oh yeah, yep. sure is. Oh yeah, my gosh, sure. yeah. I mean that if you you guys have all seen the seafood uh, per capita consumption graph for the last thirty years, it's been pretty flat. Uh, so, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think any bump in this, it, I think it'll be uh, really good for the seafood industry. Yeah, for sure. And you know the the uh, frozen versus fresh thing. I love that as a that that's a really great way to start that conversation and ease people into it. I when I go to my gym, I'm kind of like known as the seafood guy because I I go to a small gym and everyone knows everyone else. It's a privately owned gym uh, here in the next town over, and they all know that I my job is to advocate for people to eat seafood, and so they come to me with all their seafood questions, and and they're always hesitant about farm versus wild all the all the normal stuff that comes up and my favorite thing to bring up to them is to just go go buy some frozen seafood because a lot of times it's probably more fresh than the stuff that's in the fresh case because it was frozen at peak freshness as soon as it's ready like the 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 freshest you can get it's frozen and then it's shipped to the stores so it's probably better overall and that what that conversation does is that opens up the conversation to talk more deeply about the choices that people are making. So it's a really easy <laughs> icebreaker um, for that conversation. <laughs> um, you had and to. so I love that. It, it, it is something that comes up on the show a lot. And I think it's something that campaigns like this one and, and others moving forward with the objective to just get people, specifically Americans, to eat more seafood. I think that's a really good way to bring those people into that conversation and get them interested in what we're talking about because it's something that they can relate to. And it's an easy 
change for them to to accept because frozen is usually cheaper mm -hmm. and it's usually more accessible easier to work with because you don't need to eat it on that day so i really think that if we use that in these types of campaigns that we could get more people engaged without the hostility that comes along with it sometimes mm -hmm. well and some of those frozen packages will come with cooking instructions where if you yeah. buy fresh you don't necessarily have that unless you've prepared whatever the seafood you're buying before so I think that's another huge or if the retailer does it for victory you. almost like when grocery like grocery stores yeah. if you get fresh yeah, lobster at the grocery stores sometimes they'll they'll cook them for you there and you bring them home ready to mm -hmm. eat but I think that's pretty rare with a lot of those products <laughs> yeah yeah well I, th I think um you know uh, for this eat seafood America campaign it, it is promoting sustainable and responsible seafood and uh, I, I think it uh, it's a very patriotic brand that we're pushing out there and so there's definitely a large part of it to buy american seafood but this is um promoting all sustainable and responsible seafood and so you know i think we wanted to be mindful that as consumers go into the grocery store they might have stock shelves they might not have you know stock shelves and so at this time you know work with a trusted grocer. They've been working on a sustainable seafood policy for them. And so really the message is, you know, work with your grocer to uh, thank them for the sustainable seafood that they've been sourcing for you and, and try it um, and thank your chefs for doing that work. And, uh, and one of the things that we've been doing is also a uh, cooking series called Cook Together. And uh, it's, it's on our Instagram, uh, Seafood Number for Health. And uh, so we're trying to ask our ambassadors to show quick recipes that they can make at home. Uh, and so I think, you know, in addition to promoting Americans to eat more seafood, we need to show them how to do it easily. So, you know, yeah. like if, if there's a quick recipe that they can try at home, I mean, I think canned tuna sales are up 150%. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> right. And, and so uh, right away, people went back to that tried and true tuna noodle casserole because it felt good. You knew the uh, formula. Yeah. It was three ingredients. Yeah. And I made it, I've made yeah. it twice so far. And my husband just finishes the whole pan and I'm thinking, that was four servings. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's never done it for me. I actually, we, we have a recipe video that we made of uh, some shrimp tacos and oh. I made those not too long ago. I took a couple pictures during it. So maybe I'll forward those to you. Yeah. But um, there, it's a really easy recipe. My mother-in-law was supposed to make it, so she mixed all the spices. Then she ended up not being able to come back. So I had everything ready to go, and she, it was unbelievably spicy. I couldn't taste anything for like four days. It almost killed me, but it was still delicious. So and it was easy to do. So, but that's maybe you didn't follow our recipe to. to I a tea. followed our recipe maybe. to a T without the the spices. I should have just used the the package taco spice because it probably would have been better. Yeah, but she you, apparently <laughs> likes it spicy. So. You guys want to create a video of you cooking that uh, recipe? We can submit it, you know, onto the Seafood for Health channel and promote you. I don't know and, if anybody wants to see me cook, they're just going to shake their head and roll their eyes the whole time. <laughs> well, if if any of our listeners want to participate, how can they get involved on social yeah, media? You know, uh, it's uh, easy by just adding the hashtag Eat Seafood America. Show a picture of delicious seafood that they're having. Um, they can post a video on what they're making 
that's simple. I, I think this is a time to uh, just show how approachable seafood can be. And it's okay. Don't feel like you have to be perfect. You know, we're all at home using our iPhone. We don't have the best lighting, you know, and, and I think that people expect that if you're, if you have it so produced, you know, they're going to be wondering like where you are, um, yep. like a yeah. beat, you know, like Justin is, uh, at this time, but <laughs> yeah, well, he's social distancing. There's no one else around on the beach. Clearly. Yeah. I got to move that second chair. I don't want anyone yeah, that's, sitting that's that close definitely closer than six feet. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, just add hashtag eat seafood America on their post. And, uh, and then if they're interested in submitting a video, you know, go to our website, seafoodnutrition.org. And, uh, we have our email addresses on there and happy to work with listeners to, you know, they're interested in submitting a video of what they're making at home and getting a little bit of uh, help out there for the average consumer to try seafood. But I think, uh, you really think this is a 12 week campaign. And, and so hopefully each week, um, we can make it fresh and exciting. And so uh, I know for this week, we're um, adding a, a new theme since everyone's been quarantined at home, you know, that, that needed to be. And we, we thank all the frontline workers and grocery stores and healthcare, you know, being out there. And for those of Absolutely, us, are, yeah. you know, doing our part to stay home, to flatten the curve, we uh, kicked off this week's theme of taking your taste bud on a vacation. And so it's uh, really, you know, finding a location that you would like to travel to or have been to and finding a video on it, looking for an iconic you know, seafood dish from there, putting on some music and travel from home, you know, and taking that. I love you. that. And so that's something that everyone can do to, to just, uh, you know, show us where you'd like to travel and what seafood dish you would be eating and make it, uh, you know, so it. I've seen a, a couple where they were uh, pretending to be at the beach. So they pulled up a video, a picture of the beach, you know, having uh, a little cocktail, a little uh, like fish taco and pretending like they were on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes like right now, what we need is, you know, we, we're probably all at our desks like all day. And it's nice just to take mm. a five minute break pull up a beach, you know, video and uh, just take that mental break and eat, eat seafood and get healthy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And we yeah, do have a lot of listeners that are from different places around the world. So if you don't want to use the Eat Seafood America hashtag, I know SNP has a bunch of hashtags like hashtag seafood to XWK. Right. No, that's an easy one. That's a for for like eat seafood <laughs> two times a week. Yes. And yep. cooking together is also another one. So there's plenty of ways to get involved, even if you aren't here in America. And because it's really about everyone eating seafood around the world because I'm sure with whatever country you're listening in from, there's a seafood industry there that may or may not be having difficulty with the current situation that's going on. Yeah, you can use um, hashtag seafood number four health, seafood for health. And I think, um, you know, from mm -hmm. um, us as a public health nonprofit, we want to emphasize the important role of seafood for human health. And also it, it's valuable to know that, you know, eating seafood is good for planetary health. And at this time, we can do our part to help with economic health with everyone that is producing seafood to uh, give it a try and, and add it to our meals. And so, you know, it, one action can just have so many ripple effects. And so hopefully everyone can jump on board. We've been seeing um, 
different countries use Eat Seafood America. I, I saw it from Brazil yesterday. You know, they were uh, reposting it. And so it's okay if you're in another country, you can use Eat Seafood America to support us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To all those people, we, we appreciate you doing what you can to help us out <laughs> over here. <laughs> help convince the people here. We, right. we appreciate that. That's right. So what is on the horizon for SNP and, you know, this program, like you said, this campaign runs into June. And then um, do you have an idea of kind of what you're going to look for in the future after that? Or is everything up in the air because nobody knows what the what position the world will be in by then? Um, I, I think <laughs> we'll uh, evaluate this campaign and see um, how it performs and if we expand that beyond the 12 weeks. I have a sense that we'll be in a recovery mode for a while and, and um, people will still need help to get connected to the consumers in a greater way after this. And so we'll be thinking mm -hmm. about how we expand this campaign. Other programs that we will be um, featuring is we do have a state of the science symposium in September. That's usually a, an in-person meeting. And this year we'll be making it virtual. So uh, that'll be available for more people to attend. And that's where our science council comes together with uh, different nutrition policy influencers here in DC. And so um, we'll share that information out when that's available. And uh, we're working on some webinars for the um, health and nutrition influencer. I think one coming up that we're working on is the role of aquaculture and how that's helping to um, provide good protein and omega-3s for human health and also um, our future food security. So that, that'll be coming up and dietitians will be able to, to have uh, their CLE credits so they can earn some credits while learning um, some topics. Oh, nice. And I think we'll make it available for the industry as well, but that's to be determined. And so we're still working on um, other programs um, beyond the, the campaign. But really, I think um, we're here to be a resource for the seafood industry. And so if there's any other questions or topics that we can help answer, go to our website and we're, we're happy to be helpful. Yeah, and we'll make sure that we link to all of those in the show notes. And if anybody wants to learn how they can get involved with some of these campaigns and they're not comfortable going directly to you, you can email us and we will connect you with the correct people as well. So we're all a big seafoodie family here. We all, you know, like to work together and raise it, raise everybody up. So that's great. That's great. Yeah. And, and the website for the campaign is eatseafoodamerica.com. And so they can go straight there and download campaign graphics, messages, and it's all in one place. And so, um, and it's free for anyone that wants to use it. Um, and so we encourage people to, to, Give it a try and post something, you know, once on their platform. Yeah. yeah I want to call on our listeners. You know, we have really supportive listeners from all around the world. And I, I want to call on each and every one of you to do what you can to help out. Go to the website, get on social media, use these hashtags. If you want to do hashtag Aquademia podcasts, I won't be upset about it. <laughs> but um, remember to also use all of these um, the hashtags that we've talked about and post videos of what you're cooking, you know, Make them fun, make them silly, entertain us, keep us from going crazy in our houses and give us a little inspiration on how we can get more seafood onto everyone's tables. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I have. And off yeah, soapbox. Soap, soapbox gone. <laughs> Maddie, Justin, do you guys have anything else that you want to 
partnering up with Linda? Or Linda, do you have anything that you'd like to while you have this platform? Uh, no, I think this has been a great opportunity to speak to your listeners. And I'm really excited to see what creative recipes your listeners will show us. And um, I think uh, it's just a great way to get our culinary chops out again. I know I've brought out different in my <laughs> pantry I hadn't seen in a while and uh, baking. And, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what people will be sharing yeah. with, with us on your channel. Even if all you do is pop open a can of tuna and mix it in some mayonnaise and throw it on a, some bread, I want to see it because we want to see that you guys are eating more seafood. And we thank you for supporting us and thank you for supporting SNP and everything else. That's it's we have to do it together. And so, you know, this is the way that we can kind of rally the troops. So we're, we're really grateful that you were able to come on here and talk about what you guys are doing and help spread the word. So and spread the word about how we can spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I think that there and the, I'm jumping us back in the conversation. I know that Sean, you're doing, you were doing a good transition to end the show, but <laughs> I think that having an outlet like this, Linda, where people are showcasing what they're doing at home is inspiration mm -hmm. to other people. So, you know, you get that first time person on there that, that put their picture, but now they're looking at other things that other people are doing and it's just, you know, people are inspiring other people and, and that just, that, that can spread really fast and that's mm -hmm. that's what we want so and the, the last thing with add, this sorry. whole <laughs> concept is it's not just eat more seafood right it, obviously it's eat more seafood but it's also eat more responsible seafood mm -hmm. sustainability and responsibility is mm -hmm. a massive part of this because if it's not produced responsibly we won't be able to keep doing it in the future so you know that's a big part of it too so look for those eco labels look for uh you know locally grown or ask ask your retailers or your chefs or whoever you're getting it from where it came from how it was produced and and just try to do as much as you can to make sure that what you're buying is responsible do you have any other tips on on buying responsible seafood beyond that i it's think pretty it's basic uh, i mean you know yeah i think you're right ask questions and and know the story of your seafood and mm -hmm. so i think um this is a good time for all of our producers to tell their story in a compelling way and so, you know, we have a guide on our website on how to buy sustainable seafood. And uh, really the advice is, you know, buy US. It's the best managed fisheries in the world. Look for certifications for aquaculture, you know, in um, wild fisheries. So look for BAP, ASC, um, MSC, fair trade. And, and so that's, that's on our guide. And, uh, you know, I think those are on the labels that are easy to see. And really at the end of the day, you know, work with the reputable grocer restaurant, uh, 80 to 90% of grocers and, and food service establishments in the U.S. have a sustainable seafood policy in place. And so if you're in the U.S., you can yes. feel good about the work that people have been doing for the last 10, 20 years on sustainable seafood. And, uh, you know, we should do our part to reward them by showing that we care about sustainability and trying their seafood that they've been sourcing for us. And, and so I think, uh, yeah, it's it's a, important to continue to support those that are providing sustainable and responsible seafood. You know, it's something that we can do to make sure that that, that movement continues to happen. Sure. So if you guys don't have anything else, I think we'll wrap up. Great. So. Well, I'm going to follow. Thank you follow so much for coming on, Linda. For your post. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do it. Yeah, now we're held to it. Oh, yeah. So... 
Um, again, <laughs> Linda Cornish from Seafood Nutrition Partnership. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And for any listeners who are thinking, you know, her voice sounds a little bit familiar. I feel like I may have heard from her before. Linda was on our roundtable discussion about farmed and wild seafood. And so we also released that as a podcast episode. So you have heard her voice before, and I guarantee you will likely hear it again. So until next time, Linda, thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Oh, thank you guys. Folks, that was our conversation with Linda Cornish from Seafood Nutrition Partnership. As always, we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you learned something and we hope you follow our directions to get on social media and share some of those hashtags. Show people what you're cooking and show us what you're, show cooking. Us what you're cooking so we can remake it and enjoy the delicious food. And while you're at adding all those hashtags, if you're on Twitter, make sure that you follow us at AquademiaPod. That's right. If you want to contact us to either talk to Linda or talk to any of us, Justin, how can they do that? Well, as Maddie said, Twitter at AquademiaPod and or send us an email at podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. That's right. And don't call and leave us a voicemail because we're not in the office checking that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm curious. That line. Uh, one of us will have to go into the office at some point and see if there's any voicemails. On I it. did. I did. The no, they're, uh, I think they forwarded the messages, so was, there was no way to tell what was what was on the line. Um, so if it's been very busy, I was unaware of. It may even be full. I'll have to call it in to see if it's full. But um, Yeah, well, let's go with it's full. Yeah, we'll go the, with that. The line's been, <laughs> the line's been busy. Um, again, Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for subscribing. If you have a chance, a couple minutes, please remember to rate and review Aquademia wherever you're listening right now. Those ratings and reviews, especially the written reviews, really help us climb the rankings of these podcasts and get our show in front of more people. So please remember to do that. Thank you for your support, and I hope everyone is safe, healthy. Remember to eat more seafood, wash your hands, and we'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye.